Candy Crush is about to turn nine years old, but it's still growing. Among Us, the casual sensation from last summer? Not really. That and more in this week's episode. Welcome to a new episode of This Week in Apps, the show that will get you app smart in just about 10 minutes. I'm Ariel from App Figures, and I have five highlights for you today. And we'll start with a report we just published. We published our monthly report on the most downloaded and highest earning games in September. And guess who was number one? Candy Crush, which is interesting because downloads in the across the top 10 actually went down by 23%. Revenue went down by 14% in the month of September. Candy Crush was up 27%. In absolute numbers, that means about $10 million in addition. So they climbed to $42 million of revenue in the US across the App Store and Google Play in the month of September. That's pretty cool for an app that's actually nine years old, if you think about it. And I know a lot of people out there will say that when you have a lot of money to spend on ads, you make a lot of money when it comes to games. And that's only partially true. That's why you see all these hyper-casuals kind of churn out all the time because they go up and then they go down. And yet Candy Crush has managed to continuously make more and more and more money. And I think that's kind of special. So I would not discount it. Now I'm gonna to link to the full report so you can see all the other apps and all the other trends that happened in September in the description if you wanna give it a read. Next up, I wanna talk about Among Us. So Among Us also made the list of top 10 only in the app store though, and not overall. And so it's still getting downloads, but it's definitely not what it used to be. And I find that to be a problem. I, if you don't remember Among Us, that's the sensational, I don't know about sensational. It's the casual game that kind of exploded overnight back in August of 2020. Everyone played it, senators played it for a little bit because it was cool and they wanted to get in touch with the younger crowd. And it was a good way to show that games can succeed on mobile, even if they're not AAAs and even if they're not hyper casuals with a ton of money. And it just happened. The spike was pretty crazy as you can see in this chart. Um, they had over 70 million or just about 70 million downloads in October, which was their peak back in 2020. And ever since it's been dwindling, <clears throat> I think it's been dwindling because the luck can only take you so far. The lack of updates, the lack of improvements, the community wasn't all that happy for a long time. And I have not seen any sort of real push from the company since it actually happened. They were just letting it happen. Now for uh, an indie developer, seeing things like that happen and revenue climb to just massive numbers for a small studio, it's pretty cool, right? You're at the mercy of, of the players, but at the same time, as an indie, that's kind of the whole idea. You don't want to do advertising. You don't want to do marketing. I don't know if that's true for all indies, but for some of the indies I know, you just want the store to do all the work for you. And it worked for a little bit, obviously, but that's not how you build the next Angry Birds. That's not how you build the next Sticky Zoom. Ultimately, that's how you just get a spike and then a dip and then you move on with life. And I think that's a shame because those little characters are kind of perfect for plush dolls, in my opinion. I would love to do merchandising for this. Um, according to our intelligence, the app went to 69 million downloads in October and eight and a half million dollars in net revenue, which is quite a lot considering they had just thousands of downloads in months before that. But fast forward a year and in September, both numbers dwindled it was nine and a half million downloads and $157,000 in net revenue. For those who are looking for a percentage, that's 85% decrease in downloads, 85% and 98% decrease in revenue. That's kind of crazy. I think it's not really a dip. I called it a dip, but it's not really a dip. It's really a plunge. There's no better way to, to say it. It's kind of extreme, but it's true. And um, 
I know that getting something to be successful is really hard. Luck can play a lot in getting something to be successful. And we can see it. I, I, a lot of it was luck. They got popular because uh, someone on Twitch really wanted to play it, and boom. It's a little bit more complicated, but that's the simplified version. But maintaining that sort of success and continuing with that success is really complicated, and luck cannot help you there. A little bit maybe if you find the right relationships, but you have to do the merchandising, and you have to do the promotion, and you have to make sure that the engagement and the excitement continues, and that's a lot of work, and we don't see that here, and um, I'm sad because of this, because I would love to see... I would love to see this game become the new the new Angry Birds. Um, now, there are a lot of other challenges for why that can happen because the social game and the mechanics are a lot different. Um, I know, I get all of this, but I do see a lot of opportunity that I think has just been wasted. And I think that's a challenge that not many could actually take on and, and grow easily, but so what? The opportunity is there. I, I think we can, we could have seen more. I don't know if it's salvageable. They had, what, nine and a half million downloads in September, which is not a joke. It's it's a lot of downloads, and they did make the top overall chart in the US, in, in the App Store. So there are still downloads, there's still engagement, there's still some excitement. I would love to see that growing, and I want to see them again rise to the top of the chart, rise to the top of the charts, because I think they do deserve it as a game. And since we're talking about Revenue, let's, we have to talk about Audible. The podcast revolution has kind of been the trend to watch this year, and I've talked about podcasts more than once. I started a podcast, so I'm definitely jumping on this wave. This show is actually also a podcast if you want to listen and not watch, or if you're listening, you can also watch it because we're on YouTube. And if you like us, give us a like. <laughs> but anyway, back to Audible. Spotify is the app that you think about when you think about podcasts because they got Joe Rogan on board, and they kind of kickstarted this whole thing. But there's one trend that I saw that I wanted to highlight this week, and that is the revenue for Audible. So unlike Among Us, this revenue is not going down. It's actually going up in a lot. And I don't think luck has anything to do with it. It's just a lot of work. Audible, which is owned by Amazon, has seen revenue climb considerably. In January of 2021, just to give you context, Audible earned just about $3.2 million, according to our estimate, and that's in net revenue. Now, that's also only in the App Store. I'll explain why in a second. But by May, that total was already 6.3. And if you fast forward to September, that ended up being 11.4. So that's a 256% increase in month-over-month revenue, which is just great for Audible. Uh, but it's just insane to think about audiobooks and podcasts playing together. So people are listening to a lot more. And you can say that Amazon has crazy reach and that's why this is happening. But at the same time, you need demand. Just advertising alone is going to put it in front of people, kind of like what I said last week about uh, Royal Match. So you put it in front of people and people like it enough to actually pay for it. And I think that tells a really interesting story. Maybe that's also why Clubhouse exists and aims to do more of this. Um, audio is kind of maybe the next revolution, not necessarily just podcast. But here's the other thing. October is not over. And in October, the app made $12 million, which is more than September. And it's not even over yet. So we still have a few days. I think that by the end of 2021, they will triple their revenue and they will have a magnificent 2022. That's a cool trend to keep an eye on. And I will probably talk about that in a few months again. Switching gears completely, I want to talk about Apple. So a few weeks ago, if you remember, Apple introduced some of its apps, the apps that come native with the iPhone and the iPad, into the App Store. 
I wasn't really sure why, but one thing that you can do once they're in the App Store is you can rate them. And people started rating them immediately and they rated them negatively. And that was, um, if you wanna see that, I'll link to that show in the description. Uh, but then this happened again. So this week, Apple released a few more of their apps. Originally, they released some of the apps that the kind that you would delete and then go to the App Store and get again. But this week, they released the core ones like the phone and Safari uh, and a few others. And the ratings happened again. They came in again a little bit slower because I don't imagine anyone deletes the phone app and then goes to the App Store to get it again. Um, but this time around, there was no negativity. All 11 apps, which um, I will list below and you can see on your screen, are at a 4.1 or above average. I think 4. Point, yeah, 4.1 is the lowest one. <clears throat> And that's the phone app. And then beyond that, you have you have photos 4.4. You have the clock with 4. Point, clock is also 4.1. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Heart rate 4.5. Find my at 4.8 or find devices because find my was in the original batch. Workout is a 4.5. World clock is a 4.8. So this is completely different than what we saw just a few weeks ago. I don't know if that has anything to do with Apple actually understanding that this would happen and maybe doing it in a slightly different way. I didn't see anything different this time versus last time. Um, but I also think that not enough people will see these apps because not many people actually delete the world clock or delete the health app. Ultimately, they're on the phone and you kind of deal with them. The one question that I asked last time and I will ask again is why is Apple doing this? They haven't really said anything and they haven't even announced that those apps are making it into the store. But if you ask me, it's really all for show. And what I mean by that is that it's much harder to accuse Apple of being anti-competitive when their apps are in the same app store as everyone else's, right? But at the same time, that's not exactly true because if you do any sort of organic search, meaning go into the app store and search for a term that has one of these apps or that um, realistically you would expect to find one of these apps in, they're always number one with a few tiny exceptions. And I don't believe that's organic. I look at this data all the time. I do app teardowns and keyword teardowns every week, and none of this makes any sense. So I don't think that this is organic. Meaning Apple is still messing around with things, but maybe this is just enough to show regulators that they are playing fair. I don't really know, but regardless, it's nice to see those apps in the store, and it's nice to see that people are rating them positively. I'm gonna continue looking at all these ratings and how they change over time in a few months, we'll see because we'll have enough. And we'll see if that is maybe just a strategy that Apple had because they wanna improve the apps, which is what I said last week or two weeks ago. And if that's the case, we'll see if they improved. So win-win the way I see it. And lastly, a new app on Monday Fox, the news company you probably heard of once or twice, maybe three times. Um, I spoke about them a few times also. They released a new app dedicated to the weather. It immediately shot to the top of the app store within a few hours, and it stayed there for a bunch of days, several days until Wednesday when it was dethroned by Coinbase, a whole other trend that we'll talk about next week. Um, right now, it's the most downloaded weather apps. What? <laughs> right now, it's the most downloaded app in its category, the weather category, and I think that's going to stay for a while. Now, the weather category has been growing steadily. I've talked about that in the past, and um, I think someone noticed and someone realized there's a silent opportunity. No one talks about the weather category as much. Um, there isn't a lot of churn or there, isn't, there aren't a lot of new apps in the category. And to see someone going in, someone who has that sort of firepower is definitely interesting. So to see what the opportunity is kind of like, I ranked 
all of the weather apps that I found on the App Store and on Google Play in the US by revenue to see just how much money are we talking about? Now, Fox doesn't charge anything from what I've seen, but if they're building this, that it's probably something that will turn into something you can pay for. And if not, it's about getting ads into the app. So there is a revenue component. So I'm gonna use revenue of existing weather apps as a proxy. In the number one position, we have Climb, which combined across both stores in the US earned $2 million in net revenue, and that's net. So after Apple and Google took their cut. Weather Channel is in number two with a million dollars. And overall, the top 10 earned about $5.3 million. And climbing weather the Weather Channel were a little bit more than half of that, or just about half of that. And so there is money in this category. This is just the US, this is just a, a one month of data, and yet we still see millions. So there is a lot of opportunity. You can go to other categories and you can produce apps that make more, like video play or video editors. Um, but at the same time, this is such a simple category. If you think about it, they have weather, which they use on their news channel. All they need to do is just funnel that into an app with a little bit of app around it. Um, there isn't really much to it. I know there's a lot to it, but you get the idea. The idea is for them, they have the content, they have the channels to make this, to promote this, to make this really successful. They just put one and one together, if you ask me. So I think it's a smart move. And I have a feeling that other companies will learn and will notice and will make sure that they also enter the weather category because even if there isn't as much money and ultimately the more players they are, the less money per app that will exist, um, it's still eyeballs and it's still attention. And just like in the streaming game, attention is something you need to get early and you need to get and keep. And the only way to do that is to jump on this. So I think we're just warming up with the weather category. And I think we're going to see a lot more than that. And that's all I have for you this week. Hopefully you enjoy the insights. If you did, consider subscribing to the channel so you can see more of my videos. And if you have any questions, drop them in the comments below and I will answer them. See you next week.